a lot about AI these days. SB Sapphire was a lot about AI. SB Tech coming up in November will be about AI. It will be about large language models. A lot of stuff buzz about AI. And in the past, you always said, Jan, uh, not only you, but software is eating the world. And I think nowadays AI is creating a new world. <laughs> That's True. a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But isn't isn't AI software as well? Then it's not eating the world anymore, but it's creating a new world. It's taking over. It's taking over. But also it's like creating pinky. a new job, actually, creating a new opportunity. Yeah. Ah, that's, 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 that's what's right. really interesting. So I'm really happy, Sudip. Welcome to the, to the podcast. Uh, a global SAP development architect at Orbia. Recently switched companies and you have worked at customers like Waven, Cura, Alpha Gary, Festolite and Maxiturm business unit. Yeah, they're actually part of Orbia. So Orbia is a holding oh. company and they are like a business unit. Ah, okay. All right, then. Um, some remarkable, uh, you, are, you are in the SAP Hall of Fame in 2019. You have been TechEd speaker, a regular yep. TechEd speaker 2017, 2018, 2019, when we, were, we had the real TechEd. That's true. When I mean, in-person event, hopefully right it's now. sometimes real it life will be a, be a nice uh, event again. Um, uh, the Cloud Platform Business Challenge winner, also remarkable. True. Good. Yeah. 2014, you joined uh, Capgemini. That's the start of your SAP career. That's true. Yeah. And uh, I will not mention the, the, the year that I started at Capgemini <laughs> in my SAP career. Uh, okay. Dinosaur. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 2017, you joined SAP. Yep. And, uh, but then you left uh, SAP for Arini in 2020 and 2022, you joined Orbia. That's true. And you used to work with SAP. Oh, yeah. Or did you mention that? that? That's what I just mentioned. Oh, pay attention. Please, Jan. Uh, welcome, Jan. Maybe I should first say that. Welcome, Jan. And then you pay attention. Now, and uh, did you know, Jan, that uh, Sudip also hosts a podcast? No, not at all. No. And you know the name of the podcast? The Sudip Show. No. no. It's Keep the Core Clean. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's a nice one. We need to check that podcast as well. But uh, uh, totally. I think you are a community hero, Sudip. So let's applaud for that. So uh, if you look at all those achievements, but also as a regular speaker at CITNL, which will also take place later this year in November after TechEd. But since we're doing a show about chat GPT and the, the, the blog that you wrote, that was the, uh, the, the reason that I called you or contacted you. And I also thought, thought maybe we can do a different opening. Uh. Yeah, and, I think you um, had the opening <laughs> written by Chet yeah, GPT, yeah, didn't you? Let's see how the, that works. Let's see the how the machine that is works. taking over. Yeah, the, no, not, not taking over, but um, yeah, no, oh, no. let's see. So Chet GPT says to have an opening or a podcast as follows. Welcome to the Tech Talk SP Development and Integration. I'm your host, or we are your host, Jan Pennekoff and Twan van der Broek. Today we have a very special guest. And it's Sudip Gosh, who achieved the remarkable feature of integrating SAP with ChatGPT. And, and join us when we explore the game-changing possibilities this fusion brings to businesses worldwide. Game-changing. Yeah. SAP development and integration play a pivotal role in streamlining operations and driving data-driven decisions. Pivotal. But as a business evolves, the need for AI-driven automation and insights has skyrocketed. Sudip Ghosh has bridged <laughs> this gap by integrating SAP with AI, uh, revolutionizing the way organizations operate. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You, you, you mean this one? Uh, where it is? Oh, uh. ah, the bingo. In this episode, we, dive, we do a deep dive into Sudip's journey, exploring, exploring the challenges, breakthroughs, and the immense value of SAP integration with AI. 
discover how this fusion is transforming industries and learn about its potential applications. En Werg, you are a SAP developer, an integration enthusiast, or curious about the future of intelligent enterprise systems, this episode is for you. Oh. Get ready to be inspired by the possibilities of the intersection of SAP and AI. And without further ado, let's welcome Sudip Ghosh Thank to this you. Tech Talk to Hana Café, the Netherlands. Hana Café Nederland is een podcast met nieuws vanuit de SAP-wereld. In het café spreken de gasten en stamgasten over ontwikkelingen, innovaties, events of praten ze gewoon weer eventjes bij. Laten we snel naar binnen gaan. Zo. Nou, dat was een fijne intro. Hij duurt vooral heel lang. Ja. En we oh, praten Engels vandaag. Hè? This is English. Ja, yeah. yeah, precies. Sorry for this very long intro. I, I actually asked the chat GPT. questions now. Like how much time it took to generate such kind of content? No, it was really short. Oh. That, that, so I, it, it first generated two pages of, uh, of text. And I said, can you do it a little bit more compre, compre, uh, compre, shorter? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it did, but it was still long. And, but it, yeah, I think it's really nice text that, that it that you comes know, up. You know what's fun? It, once you've generated this kind of text, um, to write to chat GPT to, to turn it into urban language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, this is all very nice, blah, blah. Yo. <laughs> and a lot of bingo, oh, 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 oh let's go wrong. A lot of bingo words. <laughs> but um, just before we open, if you have any questions for Sudip about, for, for Sudip's journey, but also about chat GPT and SAP, please write them down in the chat, then I will uh, refer to them. Anything the that you've always wanted to know about AI. Yeah. Sorry. Ask that to ChatGPT. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but welcome, Sudeep. Thank you. Thank welcome you for Jan. having me. And um, so let's step into your journey. Uh-huh. Why did you want to integrate SAP with ChatGPT? Well, I guess uh, I guess a couple of months back, a couple of months back, like when I was uh, looking at the LinkedIn, so I see like a lot of contents are coming, like it was flooded. My whole wall was flooded, like people are generating content they're like they're really uh, making a context out of the data like a large text so i was interested that how intelligent chat is i mean how we can really use chat in um, sap world because i comes from sap world and i integration is one of my favorite topic and i see that okay there could be a, a potentials uh, to empower citizen developer to develop such kind of integrations i mean Don't get me wrong, right now there are a lot of frameworks out there to do a lot of automations, but uh, I guess the citizen developer is uh, one of the group, like they also want to be empowered. And uh, that's, the, that's the starting point for me to you know, investigate and uh, do some explorations, like how I can bring SAP and uh, ChatGPT together, but like making it something meaningful out of it. Yeah. Okay, and that's what you did. Exactly. And <laughs> Can it's you actually maybe yeah, what, what, the internet. What did you what did you exactly. what did you build I actually built a conversational system. Let's say I'm not okay. going not saying a conversational a, a chatbot, but it's like a conversational system. And uh, and here the channel um, for user is an email. So you send an email and you want to let's say extract the data. Okay. Now This, this particular uh, whole solution, if you look at, I don't know if you got a chance to look at my blog or not, but it is, it is first like actually uh, extracting the email and then it is asking ChatGPT, okay, what kind of uh, uh, query it is? And if it is like, let's say, sales order query or purchase order query, then can you 
uh, translate it into something uh, like a JSON or more like kind of an API input. And then when ChatGPT understand that, okay, this is, this is a sales order, purchase order, and it's basically uh, extracting the information, what's the order number, what kind of information they're looking. And then I am actually uh, forming a payload that is also asking ChatGPT, this is, this is a sales order API, can you, can you generate the uh, payload for it? And then I'm making an action, basically. Action is nothing but you know, querying the data from SAP using a standard API and getting the response again. And then again asking ChatGPT, okay, this is what I got in a JSON. Can you translate it into a meaningful text so that I can send an email? So that's where the interesting part is. Like, it understands everything, you know, it's because it's been trained with lot of billion of parameters yeah. that's the that's that that's the interesting fact about large language models and then actually i send uh, another actions i create another actions to send an email the reply mm -hmm. so this is a, this is the whole story about this blog but i guess before my blog people uh, definitely i guess there are a lot of people might have seen this is this is one of the possibility but uh, people didn't write about it. And that's the one of the reasons I believe that my blog got a lot of fractions, kind of on 98K views today I checked. It's just been three months, yeah. 98K views. So that's that's amazing. I mean, yeah. really something. We will link uh, the, the, the in the show share notes. The, the link of to your blog in the show notes, yeah. So what does that, what does that mean to do? Um, so f suppose I go into, um, I go into my email application, I will send an email off to your company. Yep. And then, I explained that I have received the goods, but I already paid for order number 10. Mm -hmm. It will pick it up, number 10. That's we'll true. We'll check whether, for instance, there's an outstanding item That's true. in S4. That's true. Indicate that there's an outstanding item. Yep. And then ChatGPT will turn it into text again, like, dear customer, we are so happy to have you, <laughs> but you really didn't pay this invoice yet? Is that... What yeah, possible. What's Definitely, it's possible. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's what is happening. It is getting a. It is making a context out of it. Mm -hmm. So that is like uh, really world is moving right now. I see. And what what are the the, the building blocks that you use to to create this integration? Um, I guess uh, it could have done. I could have used uh, process automation, build process automation. That's also uh, could replace this Azure logic. So here in this case, I use Azure logic because Azure logic have really nice integrations with Microsoft products like 365, Outlook, and all. Uh, it's very easy to get the get the text uh, out of email. And uh, Azure in the Azure logic app, like I have uh, two actions. So trigger is always when let's say a user send an email. So this this particular whole logic app get triggered, and then it it extract the informations asking ChatGPT. It's like a prompt engineering, you know, it's like a lot of prompt engineering, chain of prompt engineering is happening in the whole 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 uh, whole building block. And then the, this these basically query like make a REST call basically. So I have a S4 HANA system, let's say. Mm -hmm. We have a standard sales order API. Okay, just activate it in, in the gateway and then like he create a kind of a, a wrapper, not wrapper, I would say like expose it uh, in internet via API management. So that's also part of integration suite. Mm -hmm. And then I'm calling that API from Azure Logic App to get, yeah. the, get the response back. And then translating that response into a meaningful, uh, meaningful response, a meaningful text and sending again uh, back to uh, the the customer or the, the person who actually requested. Yeah, but so the Azure Logic App is the is the, the director of this process. Exactly, it's a kind of a, you can say orchestrator yeah. or like a more like an agent yeah. actually. Yeah. 
But uh, now, I mean, if you ask me now how I could design the same thing, but I could have now done a different way. But it's it's like uh, it's like there are a lot of uh, framework recently got released. One is like Langchain. I don't know if you heard about it or not. Exactly same thing it does basically the agent 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 job, and it actually can it also has a connector with uh, SQL and a different kind of database. So basically, from S4, you can replicate the data using SLT and BODS, bringing it in the MySQL or some uh, some database, which is like going to be supported by this Langchain. And the Langchain do everything. You don't need to do like the, there are a lot of prompt engineering, small small prompt engineering I have done in the logic that could completely replace by a Langchain. So that's something like uh, interesting to see. Yeah. Well, what's what's Langchain doing? So Langchain is a framework to mm-hmm. to to build uh, you know applications for large language models so the whole idea of chatgpt is like i mean when it got released a lot of customer a lot of uh, i guess people are interested to see how it could be used with enterprise data mm-hmm. right that that is something everyone is interested on yeah. to be honest they i mean people are not interested to see like okay, how i generate content but also like how i'll get a, a meaningful context out of my data right and uh, that's where like one of the one of the thing people are thinking like okay can we fine tune this model but fine tuning the model cost a hell lot of money so you, you can imagine like an organizational data are changing right it's like you get a mm-hmm. pile of data i mean how many time you going to fine tune and also if you fine tune then the problem will be you will be ending up with you might lose the standard fine tune model uh, by azure open ai or this kind of company so but there is a way the way is use the reasoning power of chat gpt or this kind of large language model don't infuse or inject the data but like ask them like okay this is what i'm getting for example like i have a mysql database okay and i have uh, let's say five table like order header order item and all this and let's say you ask okay i need to get some informations and if if you give this request to developer he might look at different tables and join it and create a view and expose it as api if you ask the same thing to langchain the langchain what it does is it basically first goes to chatgpt or this kind of la- large language model this is what i got a request and then the large language model like a chatgpt will say okay you know you check in the database what are the uh, wh- how many tables are there and can you just give me the context uh, in terms of uh, metadata of the tables then uh, the, this uh, langchain has agent which is a more like a connections with uh, like sql connection so it will it will extract the metadata and give it to chatgpt or this kind of large language model and large language model will make a decisions like okay you know i see there is a order header order item so what you can do is you can form a sql query and again you you hit the data okay and get the get the output and then again a, the, the agent will say like this is what user requested and this is what i got and then large language model will like uh, you know uh, format the response and then uh, give the final output it's like a kind of uh, like chain of uh, prompt engineering happening under the hood to be honest yeah so, so you basically use it as an extension of chat chat gpt exactly it's a plugin to make it's a plugin to make it context aware to make it aware of data the data aware, yeah. that you have in your organization that's true because it's not that's what you use in in your demo right in your, no, in your th- no this is like a, 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 in my demo it was uh, like uh, it was definitely the same but it is more like a humanized i mean like you see the multiple building block i had created multiple prompt i actually created but if you use langchain then it you would simplify it, it will simplify it's like mm. an abstract layer yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> interesting interesting 
Um, yeah, you have to because ChatGPT doesn't know about your, your context. Yeah, so it doesn't know I'm what's wondering. in your database. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. So, but using ChatGPT is about asking the right or giving the right prompt, right? That's, that's true. the prompt engineering is is the new data engineering, the new data scientist. <laughs> oh. Prompt engineering is is a, is a very important job. That's true. The that's the that's the world we are living in right now. Yeah. The prompt engineering is. Uh, I see. Like uh, it's an interesting fact, by the way. Uh, there are a lot of companies right now. They are selling prompt. They are selling prompt. Selling. Actually, they are okay. selling prompt. Yeah, I mean, what to ask to get the right answer? Yeah. yeah and so, in your example, the the, the the blog that you wrote, then um, did you this this prompt that you gave that, that you feed to ChatGPT? Is that in the process by by this Azure application? Uh, That's true. As a logic app. So the logic app is it then customized into the right question That's to true. ask? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you can imagine like, okay, that's only I have done with uh, one um, use case, like a sales order might be like, uh, there could be multiple requests, like a sales order, purchase order and all these things. So then then my prompt would be like, okay, based on this request, it is, it does it, does it uh, fall in purchase order category or sales order category? And then I have kind of like a decision logic, you know, decision tables where I would just say like, okay, which action to be called? Yeah. I mean, is it like a purchase order API to be called, a sales order API to be called? So that, that's so in in, in your flow, then you will first have this question, is it sales order or is it purchase order? And ChatGPT then decides for you, it's purchasing. And then, sorry, Azure, Logic Azure Logic App. Azure Logic App. I have to remember that one. But then Azure Logic App decides in the decision tree, okay, it has been purchased, so now we have to call this API. That's true. That's because true. Because that's, that's, I think, it looks now very smart. Eh? If you look at your application, it, it, if it's, you receive an email and then it sends you automated an, an reply on your email with the actual ERP data. But it's about using the sales API. That's if you true. have purchase question, then you will be example, using purchase API. Yeah, exactly. But it, you cannot use the sales API for the purchase order. That's true. So, so that you have also then to uh, your model has to be um, so your the question that you can ask is depending on how smart your model is that's true, oh, that's true. i mean how yeah. smartly you were using a prompt engineering and and i guess that's the one of the reason i see that there's a there's a big use case uh, of the langchain i mean the langchain is all, i i don't know like sap is using it for generating the captivity or not but i mean it seems like pretty yeah. much like in under the hood might be using it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, yes, um, there is a blog from of, of LinkedIn post from Jürgen yeah. last week, I think, or two weeks ago, I'm not sure, about the, 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 the trial. The CAP GPT. The CAP GPT, yeah. <laughs> which will probably be at, uh, shown at TechEd. Uh, yeah, for, for our listeners, CAP is the Cloud Application Programming Model, yeah. a model that we use on the business technology platform to build applications. And what CAP GPT is supposed to do is take prompts from its end user and then basically build your application. Yeah. It it feels that or senses or somewhere pulls out of the cosmos <laughs> that you will need a couple <laughs> bunch of tables, yeah. <laughs> and then it starts creating those tables with the right attributes and stuff and the right um, uh, cardinality, and then eventually even put business logic on top to make it all work through API so that you can build your Fiori applications on top of it. I thought it was really awesome and I saw the demo, by the way. Oh. It's, it's available on... on, on yeah, we'll on share the link as in the show yeah, notes. In the show well. notes. Yeah. But it's really interesting because, as I just said, prompting is everything. And the prompt now for this, for this model is the 
like you, the, the business user is explaining to the developer, this is the sort of application that I want to have. This, that exact business case is entered as a prompt. Mm-hmm. Then it generates yeah, the, uh, the entity uh, model, it then generates data model, it yeah. generates the application. I, I wonder what it will do if I do something like, okay, CapGPT, build me an application that is exactly the same as the ERP application <laughs> by SAP. Oh. <laughs> then you get your own s Yeah. <laughs> That's that's an interesting question. Maybe we can have access to this application and see. So that something about prompt engineering, right? Prompt engineering. <laughs> it's the right asking the right the right questions. Right questions. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. But that's 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 even one step further than than what you did, eh? because it's just business case language, uh, and 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 then it generates an application. It, yeah, and and it doesn't only generate it; you can even maintain it. So I. Doing the demos yeah. that we saw that I saw on the internet, it's like you build me an application and then, yeah, but I like the functionality to be a bit like that or like this or like that. So we could even do something like, okay, CapGPT, build me the S, build me an enterprise resource planning system that is similar to S for Hana, <laughs> and then extend it. The next question, the next prompt would be, then it build says, me the next level that SIP oh no. is going to release next year. Its reply will be, do I need to keep the core clean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there is a question coming in from uh, from Vivek. Would there also be a RAP GPT for RESTful application model? Oh, uh, we don't know. Uh, Sudip, what's your answer? <laughs> well, I guess possible, <laughs> definitely possible, because if because under the hood, if you see like it I doesn't guess, work for SAP anymore. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> work. I don't work, but I believe it's possible, and they they definitely I guess after CapGPT, uh, SAP might yeah. uh, consider this to build something RAP GPT because. Because CAP and RAP both are one of the uh, pl- framework to to keep your core clean, right? This is this is. Yeah, you usually mentioned in one sentence if you are going for development frameworks, CAP and RAP. RAP, exactly. Yeah. So I believe that uh, definitely SAP would do something. It's kind of there already. I mean, given the fact that if you use CAP, you're basically building CDS views. Exactly. You might as well just reuse them in RAP. It's true. Completely. No. Okay. So, yep. We think so, maybe. But it's <laughs> looking in the, in the ball and <laughs> see if uh, hopefully it, it it comes there sometime. Maybe a ticket. I was yeah. I was hoping that you would touch the subject of uh, CapGPT already, uh, because you know in the in the past bunch of um, of Hana cafes we've been talking about low code and developer productivity and stuff. So if this is going to really really going to fly, uh-huh. where does it leave us developers? I believe like, uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but if you look at the two years from now, I see that people who really know end-to-end, they would be empowered. But people who are into very narrow, like more like now, I, I feel like more the generalist people would be, uh, I don't know, they, they, they would be empowered, I believe, because they can use this kind of building block to, for example, like you got a solution to develop, right? You have a five developers out there. Now, you might not need five developers, you might need a two, because you can then use this kind of generative model, to be honest, to build this all building block, and then you have two developers to validate all those, and just integrate them. I mean, that's where I see that the world is moving. I mean, I hate to say it, but I hate to say it, but this is, this is the real truth. Yeah, um, yeah, so it, it looks like magic. But again, um, if you do not have the APIs for your backend system to, to get their actual data, then so there are still developers building those APIs. That's true, but like, uh, I mean, r- right now there are some frameworks available. You don't need actually API, to be honest. I mean, that's what I was telling. Like, for example, uh, if you have an S4 system, okay, 
Now, what they can do is using SLT and BODS, for example, like they can move the data out of SAP, put it in uh, in, in a MySQL or other database, and then connect this Langchain kind of framework to your database, and then then ask questions because you don't need database. Then it will be more like kind of querying the MySQL rather than querying the data from SAP S for HANA via API. So what, if, what, if almost you, scary. what if you have Langchain um, available on HANA? Yeah, it is actually. It's a it's a, it's a kind of a Node.js framework or like it's a library actually. It's it's not something a software. It's open source stuff. To be honest, available in Python, available in uh, Node.js. So even also a couple of days back, I saw one uh, SAP employee has mm-hmm. written a blog how the Langchain could be integrated with Cap because Cap has a Node.js. So you can just import the library and you can use it. So yeah. this is this is already one of the blog has been published by SAP employee. In Node.js Node is first class citizen on the BTP and we have HANA there, so we can put data there. We can even virtualize data that you have in your S4 system, maybe on premise or in your VPC or whatever, in that HANA cloud environment on the BTP. Yeah. So that sounds like it's very nearby. Exactly, because then then because you have a lot of framework now to move the data from SAP, ERP, or ECC to HANA Cloud, like SDI. Then you have uh, data sphere is also coming in. Like you have a lot of options to bring the data out, and then you don't need to build all those APIs basically, like to get the data. It's like you know, it directly use the SQL or this kind of query language to get the get the data out. I mean, it will do all the. Uh, join in 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 the runtime in the on the fly and get the data out and give you the give you the response. So that is something like a, a really really fascinating. I see. So with all the services that are available in Esfahana, then this system again it will have some magic to connect all those APIs together. That's true. That's uh, scary. <laughs> well, um, I would say it even promotes an APIless world. You remember that last time. Maybe a few years back, we were talking about how APIs were eating the world, just like software was <laughs> eating the world. <laughs> Mark Andreessen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we we were talking about the e- API economy and that sort of terminology. But yeah. but the still, you need an API actually because you want to because this is just a one part of the software, like a conversational system. But conversational system, or you want to get a context out of your data. But there are other things, like there are other applications, uh, like uh, which you need to integrate to run your business. Uh, for example, you can't mm-hmm. uh, you can't uh, 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 have like uh, only ChatGPT to run your business. You need a web shop. You need a CRM. And if this CRM and webshop, this kind of satellite system, want to talk with your ERP system, then you need API, you need an integration system. Yeah, but so fast forward to, to maybe 50 years from now. Why <laughs> would you need a webshop? I'll just talk to my phone and tell it, or some device. <laughs> talk or to s- your phone. Or maybe, maybe, even if maybe my brain is even neural linked by that time. Okay, but oh. maybe I'll, I'll think. I <laughs> 50 years is quite far away, right? <laughs> Look in this in this ball. Okay, so my 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 brain will in fifty years my brain will be definitely be neural linked. Okay, so there will be a link from my brain to some to the internet, and <laughs> I will just think of tomorrow. I'd like to eat bread so, for breakfast. So we can all play Jan Penikov in fifty years now. <laughs> we can all simulate Jan Penikov. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Let's go back. Let's <laughs> go back. So crazy, actually. No, but let's go seriously. If you okay, maybe not fifty years from now, but maybe a few years from now. Why would you need a web shop if you can just talk to something and then everything becomes everything? Everything's a conversational web shop. Then, then it's it's a still still. I mean, the backbone. I believe that it should have those capabilities to you know feed the data, to 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 display the data, and Mm -hmm. do all those transactional 
so you'd still need a web shop, the backbone of the web shop, but it might be like the UI of the web shop would be gone. I mean, then it's more like we're going to use a conversational system because that's more convenient. That's a, you know, I, I want to find this product. I want to buy this product. Just buy it. Yeah, yeah um, well, even maybe I'm, I can th- ask I'm thinking like this. Of, of the same mm-hmm. type of innovations like mobile phones, for instance. Uh, they are not so. Per- they were not as pervasive as they were maybe in the 1980s. In 1980s, everyone said, "No, nah, I'm not going to use that mobile phone because I want my peace and quiet time, and I don't want to be disturbed." And nowadays, everyone is walking around with, and every minute this device is taken out of a pocket to just look up something. I think Chat GPT and chat-based um, user user interfaces could be the next level, where That's we true. where we don't need to look up things anymore because. You know, the chat tool will take care of that. But just tell it, tomorrow I want to have biscuit for breakfast. And off you go. Uh, tomorrow morning, some, well, maybe chat GPT enabled <laughs> delivery guy <laughs> will be at my front door to deliver the bread or whatever. Can, nice. Nice. Yeah. Future visions, uh, <laughs> Jan. Thank you. But you just said also, what your question was, what, will this mean, what does this mean for developers? But also, I think, what does this mean for tools like the SAP Build? If we have this 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 uh, cap model for ChatGPT, mm-hmm. then Build is not necessary, uh, not re- not required anymore. Now, this is why I think, when it comes down to these development tools, they should be evolving. Yeah. And nothing's been evolving as much as we have seen with things in IT. It's been going so fast. That's true. From where we were like 40, 30, 40 years ago until now, things yeah, like, uh, like five I years ago. Internet and, and, and technology has become so pervasive everywhere. It's it's it's, it's everywhere. Um, every company is basically an IT company nowadays. Um, so, yeah, that's that that's 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 the point, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's 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 empowering the cities and developers. Uh, yesterday, I had a very interesting story to share. Like yesterday, I went to office, I booked the cab, the driver. I was having a conversations. Very interesting. He opened a showroom. He didn't have any IT developer knowledge. I mean, any no IT. This guy opened a web shop, created integrations with a kind of a code generations using completely the chat GPT. So huh. that's the that's the kind of empowerment these people are getting. The cab yeah. driver? Yeah, cab driver. Can you imagine? But again, um, to get it, to get the right picture. So what 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 was the cab driver doing? So he has a web shop. Yeah. So he's he he has got some open source web shop. Now, like for example, he want to automate this uh, code sending email to the customer. Mm-hmm. So he has to build integrations, right? And this integration would have cost a lot of money if he gone to some consulting company. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have any IT knowledge, but using using ChatGPT, he completely build the integration. Not only the build the integration, but also generating the code like a personalized code. And sending it via email, yeah. so that is something like uh, I mean, yeah. like, like different kind amazing. of story. I mean, interesting, amazing story. Yeah. yeah. So this is why development tools also need to evolve. Then they should yeah. be able to, you know, like what we do with Cap, Cap GPT, you should be able to talk to them, and then automatically your data model is being put in place and stuff. But eventually, the other side, the user side of those development tools, should also change. Instead of us developing screens and stuff. We probably need to develop a prompt, yep, or an input input box where you <laughs> can enter your prompt into <laughs> a command line interface. <laughs> yeah, then DJ will be happy. So, yeah. so, something like that. That's something that you can speak to or something. Yeah. 
maybe the the whole craze about Alexa and Google and that sort of uh, thing will are, come back again. Yeah. I don't think so. They are. They would be able to make any sense, or they would be a relevant topic anymore. That the way the ChatGPT or this kind of large language model is evolving because. If you use Alexa, it doesn't matter, like Alexa, conversational AI. So you need to train a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to train the bot. I mean, <laughs> and you see, like, without training, these kind of things are possible. Yeah, but that's what they do at Google, right? So at Google, they're also behind those large language models, and they, they intend to, or maybe even they release their own already. And it takes a just a little bit of time to connect it to Google and to connect it to, 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 to the Google Assistant so that you can talk to your uh, Google Mini or whatever, and then have the same functionality through speech as what you nowadays get through ChatGPT on the um, on the website. True, agree. Uh, can we can we go back to the to nowadays to the enterprise world like Esfahana? Yeah, it's love nice to, to I love to, I love to dream. <laughs> dream. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, on. put back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will not hate you. No, but, but so you built your solution using one API, the sales order API. So what are, in your opinion, business use cases to build an integration using ChatGPT? Yeah. So yeah, I, I can share some use case more on the technical side first. Uh, I see like, you know, like any company who implement this S4HANA or this kind of ERP, uh, they have a challenge to collect the mapping sheet, like build the mapping sheet, because you need to integrate with a lot of system. And most most of the customer have the different different kind of uh, product. It's not just uh, SAP products because when you buy SAP products, you get a lot of prepackaged content uh, from API Hub and all. But when you go for like different kind of uh, solutions, like a like a uh, best of uh, you know kind of solution, then you get into a challenge with like integrating because and that's where uh, customers spend a lot of a lot of time actually to to get the informations. I see there's a huge potential for where their chat GPT could be used to just get a sender and receiver payload and make a mapping. Yeah. And this is what I actually did a couple of days back. Yeah. I, I had a, a Magento and I had S4HANA. Magento has a API documentation so publicly available. SAP also have a sales order a API documentation available in API Hub. Just ask, generate the XSLT mapping. And that's like a kind of mm. a... Like a, like I, I believe it's a very amazing things because you spend at least like a three four days discussing with uh, you know uh, business discussing with everyone and then you make the mapping. But now this whole things gets very smooth, very fast, and you get a kind of a you get to see like okay, what AI is recommending, and that actually going to influence your uh, decisions, and that actually yeah, so get an impact. What what kind of prompt will we fit into SBGPT? Uh, if we have implemented ChatGPT in in our scenario, is it um, where can I procure this material, uh, the cheapest or the smartest or whatever, or is it something? Um, how can I improve my business for the next quarter? Yeah, but I I believe like uh, I mean SAP should come up with something like in their integration suite platform to have you know kind of options where like like a low-code developers or let's say more like a citizen developers or more functional people, let's say they could they could get this done by themselves. Yeah, but it, that, that, 
to, to, to make it usable, so to, to make sure it's available so that you can actually use it. But then again, what, what is, because we, we can already find a lot of information in S4HANA, but you have to search for it. And I think with S4HANA, we did a good job because instead of going to all the transactions that you need, we can have also this 360 view on a vendor, uh, on a supplier or whatever, if you're in that specific transaction. But then one step back. So if we have ChatGPT integrated in SAP in all kind of APIs, eh, so that you have all the data uh-huh. available, uh-huh. what kind of questions are we going to ask? Are that, are that uh, questions or, or uh, prompts that uh, help me doing my business? Or is it more that you are going to improve your business? Is it what, where is it there, going? There are two types of use cases. So one is the, the technical, like more like you know, going to help you out in terms of implementing it faster. That's the, that's the one use case. And then other use cases more like, I guess, just a very simple one. Let's say um, you, when you have a web shop, so you have a CMS system where you write the product informations. So maybe this chat GPT could help you to generate the product informations, like product descriptions very quickly. The moment like you send the product from S4 or ERP system to CMS, like automatically generate those descriptions. So that is something uh, that could be one use case. Then also I see like from SAP, like uh, they already integrated with SuccessFactor, like in Sapphire, I guess they already have shown the demo where like uh, the writing job description is not a a difficult task anymore. I mean, like there are a lot of... uh, uh, research work, I guess, the recruiter used to perform. Now, like, they get a recommendations, I guess, the kind of integrations, I guess, more like from SuccessFactor, the API call happens to uh, ChatGPT kind of language, large language model, and get the response, and you get a kind of recommendation, and that's actually helped a lot, to be honest. Yeah. I guess that kind of business case, I guess, they are going into, but I believe after two, three years, there, there will be, uh, there will be use case more like insight to actions. Yeah. That kind of use case are coming up. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think this, it's a nice. You started with developer productivity and ev- eventually went into the uh, productivity of uh, of marketing folks. But boiling down to the question that uh, that that one really asked, like how to improve performance of my company, and then maybe over a couple of axles, like for instance, how do I improve sustainability yeah. of my company? How do I improve shareholder value of my company? Th- that sort of thing. And that that's. Hopefully, also, you yeah, know, that would be very interesting if you can yeah. ask those questions, especially if they're customized to your company. Yeah, especially yeah, exactly because that that's that's uh, then now it's eating the developers, but then it's eating the consultants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All these consulting companies. If you, if you have ChatGPT cons- uh, consulting you, that's in- very interesting. Or the consulting companies will just use ChatGPT, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like the copywriters do right now. Yeah, yeah. But also, and that's also interesting because if we uh, and then on one side step, what. Um, a lot of students are using it eh, to to eh, what uh, what is this book about? What is this movie about? And then go to back to school. Ah, did you read the book? Yes, yes. And uh, giving all the answers that ChatGPT oh, yeah. gave them. But it, uh, what I find really interesting is that a lot of schools adopting the ChatGPT tool. Uh-huh. They just say to the student, "Use ChatGPT to write your description, to, to write your report." Oh, that's so like who a says that? very yeah, schools like schools uh, promote yeah. using ChatGPT yeah. too. Oh. Yeah, both oh, really? For f- both my daughter and my uh, both my son get the tip: use ChatGPT. Of course, you have to fact check eh, because ChatGPT does not have the most accurate data. No, there's errors. There are errors, yeah. so they have to they have to do the fact checking, but then they are stimulated to use this new environment. 
that's I think that's interesting because in, <laughs> in the old days when we had only the library with all those books that has a summary of your books that you should have read, uh, read then um, uh, the teachers did not say use the summary and then maybe read some additional little chapters but now the teachers say use the new tools that are available so there was a reason that uh, schools were asking students to read books right right really yeah yeah but okay but so you could write your report on your specific study by yourself doing the old-fashioned investigation in books or whatever in interviews but now they say use chat gpt so basically what they're saying is read the book then ask chat gpt to write an excerpt or summary and then fact check whether that summary is right oh. <laughs> and, and correct no, chat gpt when necessary that, that, that's the way but um, yeah so for my son's studying um, physiotherapy i'm not sure what that's in, in english <laughs> just pronounce it in, in english physiotherapy yeah yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, sounds english do you know what it is yeah i know okay well then it's then it's a good word and uh, but then he asked ChatGPT to have some, uh, give him some exercises to do with the patient when he is suffering from some kind of disease. So he's not doing the the analysis here of the patient, mm-hmm. but giving them the exercises without finding that in a book or an app or whatever. So, oh, cool! I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's uh, that's. I think it's good to embrace new tools. Yeah? Embrace new. Uh, developers should grow and learn to embrace new tools like SB Build, but also like maybe then uh, GPT. Uh, business people need to grow and evolve and, and see how they can use new tools. You know, Consultants. It's, it's dangerous as well, right? That's I mean, true. I mean, everything I mean, has the pros and cons. G- given the fact that ChatGPT is not errorless, it, no. it has its errors. If you Lots if you read error. about the story that ChatGPT would write about, for instance, the, the founding of SAP, it, it completely has our founders wrong. So suppose it says you. Jean <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but s- suppose you so suppose you would do something with with people in in the in, in, yeah, in the area of medicine in the in the area of physiotherapy, and um, you prescribe something f- to a um, to a patient based on ChatGPT that is completely uh, ruining its spine, right? And the person is not able to walk forever anymore. Who's but liable? Yeah, that's an interesting question. But that's also why they, the teachers say, use ChatGPT, but do fact-checking. Fact so if mm-hmm. it's really right. Yeah. But also with coding. Yeah, You can yeah. write a data, exactly. you can write an application on, on your database, update your database, and then make uh, S4HANA not working anymore. <laughs> do you know what's another very good application um, area? No. You know the, 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 the what the abbreviation RFP stands for? Request for... Or proposal. Proposal, exactly. To use a million you pieces. Get, you, well, you <laughs> get you get customers that that send you two hundred questions, and then yeah. you have to give an answer to all of those two hundred questions, and then use ChatGPT to true. generate the answers. <laughs> that's that, that's <laughs> quite possible. Ooh. I mean, uh, recently, um, Azure released uh, a new functionalities where you can actually, uh, you know, attach your knowledge base. So means like you have a huge knowledge base, like could be 300, 400, uh, PDF, 300, 400 mm-hmm. like a page PDF. And it has a lot of information. So what you can do is you can, when you deploy the model in Azure, you can add it as a kind of a knowledge base. And the prompt when it comes, it's actually search the answer from the knowledge base and give it give it to the uh, user. I guess that is a one uh, use case I see, like. I think that's also what's, what Watson is doing, right? So if you if we are going to combine SAP with Watson, then we are going to feed Watson with SAP knowledge uh, instead of feeding it 
to the outside world yeah. because that would be strange if you have an RFP and but then ask the outside world. Actually, you're not feeding it. Uh, the, the way it works is, uh, so first, select, let's say you get a, a huge PDF file, okay? Now, definitely you can't really ingest the whole PDF uh, as a prompt because it has a token limit. It has yeah. a token limit for 096. That's not what I meant. But yeah. uh, you train the model with the additional PDF documents. Uh, no, you don't train, actually. No? no, you don't train. What you do is you chunk it and then you create a word vector. Word vector or one, a word embeddings. So these are basically multidimensional points, you know. And those vector get stored in the vector database. Like it could be Chroma, it could be Redis. So they, they, this supports the vector database. And ChatGPT is very good to find like a similarities between two word vectors. So it's like it applies the cosine similarities to find the minimal distance and to find the similarities. And that's how it gives you the, the result. Okay. Synonyms. <laughs> In kind <short>. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anna Café Nederland. So we are approaching let that sink in. Huh? Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> I have to let it sink in. And maybe we have to uh, schedule a second episode yeah. as well. I, I liked what you said about Watson, by the way, because it's also been recently announced, talking about AI and, and, and ChatGPT and generative AI and stuff. Uh, we had an announcement, I think one or two weeks back, with regards to uh, the, the, the closer collaboration between SAP and IBM, uh-huh. especially with regards to Watson. Um, and then... Um, we were talking, of course, about the, the digital assistant that's, uh, that's going to replace um, conversational AI, that's going to replace co-pilot, etc. And for what I heard and for what I read from the news articles, is also the reason that they didn't go for ChatGPT is the fact that you know we have these errors and we want to get rid of them. So we want to change the model and we want to apply our own data, mm-hmm. uh, data from SAP. And that's for the kind of limitations that ChatGPT had and... This is the reason why this announcement with with um, with IBM was being yeah. uh, being being sent into the world, yeah. because well, ChatGPT is, is working for for, ger- for very generic kind of type of use cases. But if you want to connect it to your to your own enterprise data, if you want to be able to influence the model to make sure that errors that you've seen so far uh, are being corrected, then it's it's it's, it's not so useful. Yeah. And also okay. to not have all your data in Somewhere in the public cloud available, uh, in, in, in the open cloud available. Yeah, ChatGPT allows you to have it on Azure, okay. if I'm not wrong. But maybe you, you yeah, know yeah. the better. I guess that's uh, one of the reasons, like, uh, uh, like tuning the model, mm-hmm. uh, the ChatGPT model is not something people recommend because you can imagine, like, your organizational data get, like, piled up. I mean, it get increased day by day, right? Yeah. How, how much you will train? And every time you train, you're going to, like, spend a lot of money. I guess that's something... Uh, no one would like to have. And that's the reason. Use ChatGPT as a reasoning power. I mean, like like kind of, uh, uh, kind of uh, what kind of things have to be done. I mean, that's what ChatGPT could give you. And then you query from the database and you get the answer. So that's, that, that's where the Langchain comes into the picture. This yeah, is that's the what I liked about what you said in your solution as well, that you basically use ChatGPT as an interpreter. Exactly. And then translate my human language into API language or SQL language. Exactly, or exactly. That's what, yeah. And then you get the whole model and train the, the knowledge part out of the equation. That's true. Okay. So, can we book you, Sudeep, for uh, SAP in South Africa and the Netherlands? Oh, yeah, sure. In a session on, on chat, GPT, cap GPT, or, or any GPT. Uh, oh, yeah. We can, we can bring SIT and LGBT. 
Kijk. <laughs> That would be interesting. That's right. So we can train the. I mean, we can we can train the uh, model. Let's say not train, but we can create a kind of applications. What are the sessions we had in past SITNL? Yeah. And someone can just get query ChatGPT and get the all insight. Do you uh, think ChatGPT knows about SITNL? No, because it has in the databases not. Oh yeah, uh, we Possible. are already there for more than 10 years. So yeah, it should be. It should know <laughs> us. It should know us. Oh, oh. Sure, we, should, we should check if it knows the organizers of of Citanel. Yeah. <laughs> See if Twan uh, pops up. Maybe then uh, Hasso Platner comes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, so when are the dates? Of the inside track. Sit inside track, yeah. Yeah, it's after tech at in November. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I just. I think it's ten and eleven, right? Yeah, ten, ten and eleven. Ten and eleven. We need to send out uh, reserve the date uh, somewhere next mm-hmm. week or something. But ten and eleven of of November, we will have SAP inside track in the Netherlands in Sertogenbos, and hopefully we will have Sudip on the agenda. Yeah, talking about things like um, um, that kind of messaging, right? So there's a little bit of a change going on in our community systems as well. Isn't there where we're trying to move off oh. meet meetup yeah. and moving into the SIP community groups? Yeah. So hopefully that message to reserved of how do I call it? Block block the date. How how do you call it? Save the date. Save the date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can send it out from our new platform. What do you think? I hope so. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. But it, it takes some time to go to all the. Management levels, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it will get that. We will use the SAP community for just replace SAP managers events. with ChatGPT as well. That will be <laughs> while, interesting. While we're at that it, <laughs> maybe this is the time that you can ask your one difficult question, Jan. <laughs> I've asked so many difficult <laughs> questions already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then I just say thank you, Sudip, yep. for joining us today. It's it's a long episode, but it's an interesting episode, and That's it's it, if we if we have this 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 nice crystal ball and see what we are going to, then maybe we can have an, an update already in November to see after tech at what what Chat GPT will bring to the SAP world, to the enterprise world, to have a smarter ERP conversation using those kind of tools. That's true. Yeah. I'm looking forward for that. Yeah. Thank you very much, yep, Sudip. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so thank much. You, yep, thank you. Thank you for watching this live episode. And thank you, for, of course, also for listening to Hana Café, the Netherlands. Thank you for listening to this aflevering of Hana Café, Netherlands. Heb you feedback for us? Let it dan zeker weten. Wil you also aanschuiven in het café? Stuur ons een berichtje and give gelijk aan waar je het over wilt hebben. Tot de volgende keer. Tot de volgende Misschien moeten we ChatGPT vragen om volgende keer aan te schuiven. Hm, live. Ja. <laughs> Goed idee. <laughs> <laughs>